I think that we have a hard time being like Philip in the first reading. Who remembers what Philip did in the first reading? Anybody? Somebody who doesn't always answer. (laughs) Philip in the first reading gets this inspiration. He gets this angel appears to him. He gets inspired out of the blue to go and talk to this complete stranger about Jesus. Right? So there's this Ethiopian guy riding along in a chariot. Right? Does this ring a bell, everybody? Yeah? I mean, you're with me, following me? Ethiopian guy in a chariot. And Philip runs up along beside him, and he's reading the prophet Isaiah, right? And what does Philip do? Anybody know how the story goes? Yes? He asks him if he knows what the, what the reading is talking about. And the guy says, Julio, what does he say? It's a yes or no question. You get 50% chance of getting it right. Does he understand what he's reading or not? No. See, he doesn't understand what he's reading. So Philip gets in, right, and, and starts telling him about Jesus. He explains to him the prophet Isaiah and tells him about Jesus. And then what happens? Then they stop. The guy says, look, there's a river or a lake or something. There's water there. What can we do with the water? Yes. He baptizes him, right? That's why I think we're not very much like Philip because... Uh, you know, how often do you just get inspired to go and meet some stranger and then go and baptize him? Has that ever happened to you, Nico? No. Right, it hasn't happened. So, you know, we're not very much like Philip. We're not all that courageous. I know some people who have these crazy inspirations and actually follow them. Um, I know a young man who, when he was in high school, he went on missions to Haiti, and he was so touched by the experience and so inspired that he decided that he was going to dedicate his life as a missionary in Haiti. And he's organizing missions there all the time and trying to serve the people and trying to change the whole country, right? He wants to help the poor people there. So he got this inspiration and he followed it. And another good example is um, when we were in Guatemala, we went to this Mano Amiga school, which is a school for, for poor people who can't afford a good education, right? And um, that was started by somebody who had this crazy inspiration, you know, to start a school for poor people. And he did it, you know? And it's still going, and it's still helping people. So sometimes people get inspired, and they, and they change their lives, and they go and do amazing things. Um, how can that happen to us? Why doesn't that happen to us more often? And I think that today's gospel kind of gives us an answer. Okay? What was today's gospel about? Anybody remember? Somebody who always answers? <laughs> today's gospel was about the Eucharist. It's about the bread of life. It's Jesus saying... I am the bread of life. I am the living bread that came down from heaven, is what Jesus says in today's gospel. So Jesus is is the bread that's supposed to give us life. He's supposed to fill us with more life. Okay, when someone's almost dead, what are they like? They're kind of like laying there and they don't move a lot and there's not a lot of activity going on, right? When someone is full of life, what are they like? They're like Christian when he gets on the basketball court or on the soccer field. Running around, full of life, moving, right? Lots of energy, lots of excitement. So Jesus is the bread of life. That's why Philip was courageous to go and meet this man and tell him about Jesus. Because he was full of life. And that's what we're supposed to be like. So, So you'd think that after we receive the Eucharist, after we come to celebrate the Eucharist at Mass, we're supposed to be full of life. We're supposed to go out of here uh, alive, more alive, and maybe even telling people about Jesus. But uh, does that happen to all of you? 
Nico, when was the last time you left Mass and told someone about Jesus? <laughs> all the time, right? No, maybe not. We don't do that all the time, right? So how can we get that? How can we get that fire that Philip had? That we should be getting from the Mass, right? How can we get that? That's a good question. Now, I think that... Um, Another reason that we're supposed to, you know, we're supposed to be like that is the words at the end of Mass. Do you remember uh, the priest at the end of Mass? He says, he can say, go forth, the Mass is ended, right? But there's another phrase that he can say instead of that one. Does anybody remember which one it is? Yes, Gigi. Go and, go and announce the gospel of the Lord, right? Go and announce the gospel of the Lord. So the priest is telling you, okay, the Mass is done. Now you've been filled with, with Jesus and with life. Now you're supposed to go out through those doors and announce the gospel of the Lord. He can also say, um, go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Did you know that? The priest has different options of things that he can say at the end of Mass. You can pay attention to that. It's pretty cool. So he can say, go and glorify the Lord by your life. Right? It's the same kind of thing. Right? You're supposed to go out through those doors and start glorifying God by your life. So how can we get that? I want to propose that the way we can leave Mass more full of life is by living the Mass in a different way, okay? So you guys know that during Mass, there's things we're supposed to say, we're supposed to sing, we're supposed to pray as well. But there's something that's supposed to happen at Mass, which maybe not all of us are doing. And I'm going to give you a hint and see if you can tell me, if somebody can tell me what it is that we're supposed to be doing during Mass, okay? The Mass, you know, is a sacrifice, it's Jesus being offered on the altar in sacrifice for our sins, right? Mass is kind of like a time machine. So it takes us back to Calvary, right? It takes us back to the moment when Jesus died on the cross. If we could see what's happening for real, we would see Jesus being offered on the cross, blood pouring out of his hands and his feet and his side, and him dying for us, right? That's what's happening at the Mass. So it's a sacrifice. It's Jesus offering himself on the cross. So what does that mean for us? What are we supposed to be doing during Mass? Did that hint help anybody to guess? Yes? Paying attention? Definitely. There's something else we're supposed to be doing. Nobody's got it yet? I'll give you another hint. Jesus is there during Mass on the altar. He's offering himself up. He's offering himself up to the Father. His whole life is like comes to a climax in that point when he offers himself up to the Father. And the priest is also offering himself and his whole life with Jesus up to God the Father. So what do you think you guys are supposed to be doing during Mass? Yes, the same thing, which is offering yourself up to God with the priest and with Jesus and with Jesus who's offering himself on the altar, on the cross, for us, right? So he wants us to come to Mass with our whole life, with everything that we've been doing, with all the stuff that's been going on, and offer that up to God with Jesus on the altar, right? So I think a good way of doing that, a good way that we can kind of get into that a little bit more, is just imagine that you guys each have a little backpack, you know? on your. Imagine you've got a backpack on your lap. And we're going to imagine ourselves putting stuff into that backpack, and then at a certain, at certain point during the Mass... Uh, is when we offer that to God. We kind of put it here on the altar with Jesus. Okay, so what kind of things can you put in your backpack? First of all, you're going to offer up all the good things that you've done, right? So everybody, imagine you've got a backpack, right? Think of a few good things that you've done in the past little while. Maybe you've done some good things today, right? Maybe uh, you held the door for somebody coming into school. 
or maybe you uh, arrived on time to class, or maybe you answered a question during class, right? Any good things you've done. Put all those good things you've done into your backpack, okay? What else can we put in there? All the work you've done, like your chores, uh, your homework. Maybe some of you spent a long time doing homework last night or this morning or right before class, right? Maybe uh, your, your projects, things you've been working on. You know, we're getting towards the end of the year, so there's a big rush to finish all the projects you have to do, all the assignments you have to hand in, right? All of your studying, getting ready for exams, memorizing things, right? All of that, put in your backpack. You're going to offer that to Jesus during Mass. You can also offer Jesus your struggles, the things that have been hard for you, right? So maybe like getting along with somebody that is hard to get along with, that you've been working on all year long, right? Or maybe uh, some class that's really hard for you. Maybe you're just not very good at math, and it's a big struggle for you. And every time you do that math homework, it's like really painful. Put that in your backpack to offer up to Jesus too, okay? Or you can put in things that you're worried about. You know, maybe you're worried about your exams coming up, or you're worried about not getting good grades, or you're worried about some difficult family situation, right? Put all that in the backpack. We're going to offer that to Jesus too, right? And then the last thing you should put in is yourself. That's kind of a funny thing to imagine, right? Putting yourself in a backpack. But you're going to offer your whole life, everything that you are, all that God has given you, all of your talents, all of your defects. You're going to, we're going to put that here on the altar in front of Jesus, and we're going to offer it up to him during the Mass. I think that we can't really be like Philip. We can't expect to go out with a lot of fire and a lot of life if we're not really giving God all of our life during the Mass. So that's what we're going to try and do today. And I think that you guys should try and do that in every single Mass, right? Imagine that you've got all of those things put together, your whole life, everything you've done, all of your struggles, all of your worries. You put it all together, and you're presenting it here before God. And there's a few moments in the Mass when it's really great to think of that. One is when they bring up the gifts, right? The gifts are kind of like, I mean, those are the things that are going to be consecrated into the Eucharist. But at the same time, we can also bring up our own life with those gifts. So imagine that when the gifts are being brought up by whoever's bringing them up today, imagine, imagine that your backpack with all of your stuff and yourself and your life is also being brought up here to the altar. Another moment is when, is when the priest says... Uh, at the beginning of the Eucharistic prayer, I'm going to say, lift up your hearts. And what do you respond? We lift them up to the Lord, right? Those words are, are a sign. And the priest even is supposed to lift his hands in that moment, right? That's a sign of what we're doing in our hearts. We're offering up to God our hearts, our lives, everything that we do. And the, the last moment that I want you to try and remember to offer up your backpack of stuff to Jesus is at the very end of the Eucharistic prayer when the priest holds up the, the patent and the chalice, and he says, through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. And everyone responds, Amen, right? So that's the moment when, when the priest is offering up to Jesus the Eucharist. He's offering, oh, he's offering up to the Father, sorry, he's offering the Father Jesus in the Eucharist, right? So take all of your life and all of those things that you're offering to him and put them there. Put them there on the patent and in the chalice. And those things will all get offered up to God. And that's the best way that we can live the Mass today and every day.